We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last (laughs) few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, She's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient, I like to say. She's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, She does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, you know, she's has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products cap are THC free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared. Of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these. Look at that. Uh, I love they you have can enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www.gaiaprovides.com. And, and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you want to, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides you're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 302. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Mike Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram, spelled just like it sounds. No space. Turner Sparks on Instagram. I'm putting new stand-up comedy videos out all the time, every single week. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. I'm at turnersparks.com for touring um, information. Kaplan, Cap in America on all social media platforms. Cap in NYC for real estate needs, if you want to buy a house, yeah, we got a co-op. It just just dropped in, in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. If you're if you're interested, oh so, wow, very specific, but all, worldwide, right? <laughs> worldwide, I can give you referrals worldwide. What if they so. want to buy a place in Islamabad? <laughs> Islamabad, I know. A, I got a deal. I've got a great. There you go. I, I've got a place for you actually. And you so get a taste, me, right? DM me after. I get a taste. Of course, we got to all get rich here. Yeah, so it'll cost <laughs> a then, little more. If you want to place in Islamabad, because Kaplan will cut himself into your deal. <laughs> I'm actually the landlord. I bought up some properties. And take money so. out of your side. But do it. Yeah. Kaplan NYC on Instagram. That's a great way to find your real your realtor these days is Instagram. <laughs> Just go on Instagram. Don't judge it by their by their qualifications. Judge it by their yeah. Instagram content. How, how funny their everything. social media profile That should be your doctor, is. your lawyer, your accountant, everything. Today, the reason why I brought up uh, Islamabad, today we're talking about Pakistan, Kaplan. We have... One of my friends, Umar Rana, I've known a very long time, joining us uh, from, I believe, Islamabad. Is that where Umar is? Uh, We'll find out in a minute. He's joining us shortly (laughs) to talk about the political unrest that is happening right now. And uh, the the former prime minister just got put in jail, but just got back out of jail, but might go back in. We'll talk about all that in a minute. But Kaplan, before all that, we're um, we we have. Patreon.com slash lost in America. If you want to support this show, which I know you do for $5 a month, you can become one of our Patreon members. Not only do you get the joy of supporting artists, you know, these people love to say they're a patron of the arts. Oh, I just, I love the, 
the struggling artist. It's such a romantic. Oh, they love that, don't they? Ooh, they love to say that, but they don't. They love to. They love to. Yeah, patronize the patron, the struggling artist. Yeah, they don't back it up. They don't back it up. No. Guess what? Guess who's the struggling artist? Me and Kaplan. Yeah. We're the struggling artist. Until I sell that place in Islamabad, I'm a struggling artist. So yes. Yes. (laughs) And so you can support us for five bucks a month. Patreon.com/slash Lost in America. And then this weekend, go to your cocktail party and tell people that you're a patron of the arts while you sip your martini. (laughs) Not only do you get to adopt a kid from Africa. You get to brag about it. You're like, I've got I'm supporting these two podcasters. Yeah. You want to plant a tree in South Africa in your name. (laughs) You know, people always do that. Or South America. Excuse me. Anyway, point is patreon.com slash lost in America. And you get not only for five bucks, you get you get to support us. But then you also get our uh, lost in the bunker full throttle comedy podcast. Plus now we started a once a month off the record show i guess interview show where you jump in the zoom it's a private zoom link only for patreon subscribers and we get a guest one of our guests from the podcast to come on privately unrecorded and we hang out with them for an hour and they tell us all the stories that they're not allowed to talk about on the air because of whatever country they might live in might you know there might be political kill them or illegal (laughs) yeah so last time we had muhammad magdi on talking about how he escaped egypt during the um uh, spring during the arab spring this week and then june 3rd is our next one we have anton timoshenko from ukraine talking about what it's like to live in kiev right now for all the things and he was just interviewed by david letterman on netflix so he can you know talk shit about letterman i guess if you're interested in somebody doing that maybe he loves letterman he might talk some shit about putin i've heard spoiler you know yeah (laughs) it's gonna be good he's gonna be good so yeah. um, anyway, any that, questions you have about the war, about living in a war in the country right now in, U- in Ukraine, come bring questions it's for you oh guys. Yeah. Good addition. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <laughs> on All right. Now let's get to today's episode. Um, joining us in just a minute is Umar Rana. But uh, Cap, what do you know? Oh, so so in I'll start it out in in, yeah. in Pakistan right now. And I hope I'm no, pronouncing that. You, correctly. That's what I was going to say. All I know is how to pronounce it. I learned from President Obama, Pakistan. And you nailed Pakistan. it. So I used I to say it wrong. We're saying it correctly is uh, that's not how George Bush used to say it, by mm. the way. No, it was that was Pakistan. Pakistan. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, right now, the the former prime minister, Imran. Oh, man. Oh, Imran Khan start. <laughs> is, uh, I guess he 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 got arrested in March. And yeah. then, no, he almost got arrested in March, but they didn't arrest him because there was a cricket match going on. And they said they didn't want to spoil the cricket match. No, it's a long match, by the way. So that's the best sport if you're going to be arrested and you got to wait till it's over because those go on for days. Yeah. So, so they said, <laughs> we'll wait till the end of the cricket match. It goes on a month. So, yeah. uh, Anyway, they didn't arrest him then, but then they did arrest him a few days ago. May 9th, he was arrested, and he's the former prime minister, the most recent former prime minister. And then protests broke out throughout the country and violence, and there was death, and there was chaos. And that's all I really know. I don't know much else. Cap, what do you have to add? Yeah, I mean, and they were attacking some military targets, which I know is is strange because, you know, it's not as rare because the military kind of has a lot of power in Pakistan. And I don't and I know that they they let him uh, they, he was arrested, I I think, because he uh, I'm not actually sure if he was arrested legitimately or not, but they let him out. The Supreme Court let him out. And then they said they were going to arrest him again. They're going to arrest his wife. And they came to his house. And then he just sort of invited the media over and said, let's come hang out on me. And then they didn't arrest him. That was his move. So that's all I that's all I know. Is that so if you don't want to get arrested in Pakistan, you either need a cricket match happening <laughs> or the match. media at your house. Those yeah, are the, the two best options. I mean, I'm yeah. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. This is one of the few stories where I literally don't have a side. I don't I haven't I don't know enough to know like who's who do I agree with? Who do I not agree with? So no. that's why we have Umar here. It's, it's been, the media's I've fault. We don't get, learn anything about. I've tried country. to get Umar on the podcast in the past. We're excited to have him here now. And uh, he's living in Islamabad. I knew him in Singapore. The legend ho- uh, founder and host of the legendary comedy masala weekly stand up comedy show in Singapore that I've done multiple times. And literally everyone has pioneer of the comedy scene in Asia. I'm going to call him right now. <laughs> Umar Rana, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Thank you for being here. Yeah, How do we do on our recap? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, first of all, I live in Karachi, Islamabad. 
Uh, I don't own any places there. But oh, I'll, for yeah. one. You need a real estate agent in Karachi. It's the sixth largest city in the world, 25 million people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's madness over here. Uh, but thank you guys for having me. Uh, yeah, your intro. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I'd, I'd give it about maybe a six and a half out of ten. Hey, so, so, pretty good. That's a D. You know, I, that's a solid D. I mean, know, we I, haven't. I was expecting that you guys would come in not knowing anything, asking me where is Pakistan to start with, you know, this is the American wow. sense of geography. So, <laughs> so the bar was low. We learned all <laughs> Pakistan after 9-11 and during the Bin Laden years, right. and then we just yeah. stopped. The media hasn't <laughs> talked about Pakistan since we got Bin Laden, so we that's why we just were very good, good point. We knew all about the hills between Pakistan hills. and <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, we learned that we were very well versed in 2001, <clears throat> but yeah. But I All wanted right. to give you I, I wanted to give you the proper introduction, which is everybody should check out Comedy Masala, uh, the site. If you're ever in Singapore, go watch Comedy Masala live. I don't think it's a stretch to say it's the best running and probably longest running stand up comedy show in Asia, in the continent of Asia. Yeah, we're into our 11th year now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And everyone's done it. It's it. Um, when I did it, it was right in the middle of the city at a bar that you had every two, it was either every Tuesday or every Wednesday night. It's, it's still every Tuesday night and it's still at a bar in uh, Road Key. Uh, and it was sold world. out every single week. <laughs> and that was the word. <laughs> when I was starting out in comedy, everybody would say, yeah, what you want to do is because none of us were big enough to draw our own audience. You know, no one was just going to come see us, but they're like, what you want to do is Umar go headline. Like if you can get up high enough in comedy, you can headline comedy masala. And they sell it out every week, no matter who's performing. So, like, <laughs> Kaplan's done three stand-up sets in his life. It I would sell be out. sold out if you showed up. You would disappoint them on stage because you wouldn't be good at comedy. But oh, they would. Oh. But they it wouldn't. would be sold out when you got there. It makes you feel like a star, even when you're not a star. But he, it, the way he built that was by having. Who did you have? Who are some of the, the bigger names that have come through? Uh, well, I've had Alonzo Borden. He's he's yeah. done Masala yeah. because I also ran some shows in Pakistan. I did about sixty five shows over two years in Pakistan as well, in a theater style setting. So I've had Alonzo Bard and Tom Carter. You know, he's Tom another Carter one. Tom Carter from uh, yeah. America's Got Talent. Yeah, so these are a couple of the bigger names, and then you know the regulars like Dwayne Perkins and Paul Ogata. Sure. Um, a lot of the club club comedians from um, L.A. and New York. Um, you know, they come to Asia and they would sort of make sure that they come to Singapore because of, you know, Kanye Masala's reputation. So, yeah, I've seen, I've seen some pretty um, big names, you know, swing by, and it's always been always been a great show. Did Wilson Vince do it? Yes. Okay. He's done it about three three times, I think. I, I brought <laughs> Wilson Vince to Pakistan as well. He Did you? I was going to ask. That guy knows yeah. a lot about Pakistan, I'm sure. What? So yeah, they, what? they love him. <laughs> he absolutely crushed in uh, Pakistan. They loved Wilson Vince. Really? Amazing. Hey. <laughs> That's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Will's Will's uh very in favor of beating kids. He thinks people should beat their kids. So Kaplan's tried to hire him to come over as a babysitter when Kaplan's kids uh, yeah. are my kids are out of line. So I, I uh, Will's yeah Uncle <laughs> Will, Haitian Uncle Will to come beat his kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, so so right now, so you're in Karachi. What what's the capital? What's the capital of Pakistan? Islamabad. It is Islam. Okay. Yeah, it used to be Karachi, but it switched like fifty years ago, whatever. Okay, so Imran yeah. Khan, what am I? Uh, he was the prime minister up until last year, right? That's right. Yeah. And then, and then, from what I understand, he got kicked out by the parliament, and he was the first prime minister ever to. He got kicked out before the end of his time. No confidence vote, right, in parliament. He was the first person ever. No, no, no. They've they've been okay. So no prime minister in the history of Pakistan has ever completed their five year term. It's oh, just oh, never happened. It's the other way around. It's, 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 ne it's never happened because it's the hypothetical the five year term. Okay, yeah. so so let me okay, let me backtrack a bit. Let me let me tell you exactly why this is such a big deal, right? Yes. You you, you need to understand who Imran Khan is, right? Now for example, who is, let me ask you guys a question. Who is the USA's number one sportsman legend? Like, say, Babe Ruth or... Is like it Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. Okay, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. Ben Simmons. Now, oh. <laughs> now figure Michael Jordan is your national 
basketball team captain. And say that there's a World Cup, which happens every, say, four years, and 30 countries play the World Cup. And it's and it, that is the biggest achievement in the history, in the sport of basketball, which is to win the World Cup. I know it's not this team. Well, we say but, Olympic basketball team. So far, that right, is right. Michael Jordan. He was the right. captain of the NBA so, the Dream Team. So you say, so now Pakistan, we're a cricket-loving nation. We're mad about cricket, right? Pakistan and India are huge. So... We've only won uh, this format of the World Cup once in our history. That was in 1992. And Imran Khan was the captain of the winning team. Imran Khan is one of the best all-round cricket players in the history of our sport. All-round means he can bowl really well and he can bat really well. And he was a captain. He was a leader. And out of nowhere, they were complete underdogs in 1992. And he was a fighter. And he... He won it single-handedly. Like, he just led the team to victory. Before that, he's also one of the biggest playboys Pakistan's ever had. He dated, he's apparently dated Princess Catherine, the Princess of Monaco, stuff like that. He's educated in Oxford, in England, Oxford University. He's Uh, a good-looking man. I saw those pictures. He's he's a very, very (laughs) good-looking man. If you see his older pictures, you'll understand why all the, you know, girls were crazy about him. So, excellent. And he was captain of the Oxford University cricket team as well and you know he was always pictured you know with his shirt off with with girlfriends and just sort of swashbuckling lifestyle and everyone just sort of idolized him you know all the guys were like yo this guy's a stud and he was just amazing at cricket and then obviously it all led up to um, him winning the world cup in fact before 92 he tried to retire from cricket and the president back then of the country stepped in and said, no, 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 sorry, you're not allowed to retire. <laughs> not allowed to retire. No. <laughs> it's just like like Obama steps in, like, sorry, Michael, nah, nah, you got to <laughs> yeah. do one playing. more season now. So, yeah, and Jordan's like, but I'm 45. No, nah, it doesn't matter. You can smile. You can <laughs> That's why Tom Brady kept playing. Yeah. yeah. So, and then Ron Cohn was, he was very old. In 1992, he was in his mid-30s, I think. He was one of the oldest captains around, I think. Anyway, so he went and won the World Cup. I still remember in 1992, the whole country went mad. It was, it's like the, the single biggest thing that had happened in the history of the country. Right? So that's Imran Khan, which is why it's important for your listeners to know exactly who he is and why is he so popular. Mm-hmm. Okay, then uh, he goes and marries Jemima Goldsmith, who was the daughter of one of the richest men in England. Um, he married a white girl and he was married to her six, seven years, eight years. And then he wanted to get into politics. And I don't think that was her cup of tea or whatever. So they split up. They got divorced. Then he got married again. That didn't work out. And then there's this third wife, who is his current wife, who no one knows much about. It's like a mystery, right? Um, And she's apparently his spiritual leader. Some rumors have it. No one knows. But she's just like this enigma, right? Everyone knows. Like, that's the wife. But no one's... Like, she doesn't make public appearances. Uh, she's, you know, covers up with the hijab or the niqab or whatever. So, oh, so he went different you know, direction. Like, like if you if you Google her, like you won't find, you know, like two hundred images. It's like just very uh, like an enigma, just something mysterious, right? Yeah, like Robert De Niro's new. Uh, so, like... all right, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, no comment. Anyway, so once his early on in his political career. No one really took him seriously because, I mean, come on, he was a cricketer, right? I mean, it's like when Jordan switched to baseball, like, come on, like, you knew that like, it's not, no, it's since we're using right. Jordan, It's like when Sonny you know, Bono went into politics, nobody took him seriously. I love the Jordan. I love how we're keeping the Jordan thing going. That's perfect. Yeah. So, um, so he wasn't very successful initially. But then in the history of Pakistan, we've always been ruled by, as, very, as Michael pointed out correctly, by the very powerful mil- military. Mm. It's always been martial law. Um, most of it's been coups, you know, overthrowing the government, the generals take charge. And it's been just like that. We were under dictatorship in uh, the 80s with General Zerul Haq, who for about 10 years, he was assassinated in a, his plane with another 20 generals, was blown up. And that was the first time, I think it was 1988, or something, that we had the first proper elections, you know, democracy, all that. And there were two parties, the People's Party, which was the Bhutto uh, line, and then we had the other 
the opposition, NQM was a party. There, so the and then the Muslim League, which were the Sharif brothers, Nawaz Sharif. You, you probably heard these names if you Google. Yeah, Pakistani politics. So first, you know, Benazir Bhutto, she was the daughter of Zulfikar Bhutto, who was killed, actually, while he was prime minister. He was tried for sedition and hanged or something, right, by the military. So his daughter then became prime minister, and it was an extraordinarily corrupt government. And they lost power because the Nawaz Sharif Muslim League, they then won the election. They okay. turned out to be extraordinarily corrupt as well. Okay. And then he got out of power again, and she came back to power. And once again, the corruption was just hitting next levels. And then she went on, and he came back again. You know, so literally, for the came, last, so they were just trading spots. Literally, literally, you know, for like 15, 20 years, these guys were just, it was just the same people. Yeah. Over and over again. It was either, okay, it's my turn for three, four years to just loot and plunder. Okay, now it's your turn. Three, four years, just go and do what you want. In the middle of it all, you know, there's obviously economic, you know, there was an economic downturn because like, you've got all this corruption, etc. And then bang, right in the middle, uh, 9-11 happened, 2001, yeah. which changed the landscape of politics in Pakistan because things became very real all of a sudden. And we, at that time, we had a military uh, general who had who taken power <laughs> during a coup because he just overthrew the government as well because they were just headed nowhere. And 9-11 happened, and all of a sudden, we, we became, we were America's best friend, you know, from the fair, which is why people don't like the U.S. too much over here, because they accuse them of just being fair-weather friends. So when you need us, you know, you come, but when you don't need us, you just push us away. Yeah. So 9-11 happened, and for the next four or five years, there was proper economic prosperity, because there was a lot of cash being dumped into, you know, into the economy, the Americans. They were all in favor of Pakistan because they needed our help to manage um, the conflict in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, the only port, the only warm water port that's accessible if you want to get to Afghanistan is through Karachi, you know, because Afghanistan's landlocked. So we became very important. I'm just giving you a background of the entire political landscape. This is right? great. I, yeah, this is fantastic. Right. Okay, so then the general, his name was Musharraf. He... For the first three, four years was great. And then the power went to his head and he refused to leave. He was like, I'm not leaving. I'm I like this, you know. And he had promised that, oh, I'll just fix the economy and that I'm gonna step down. He never did. There were multiple assassination attempts on his life by the Taliban because they were fighting the war. Uh it gave rise to the Pakistani Taliban, which the Americans they created such a mess that what used to be the Mujahideen who fought the Soviets were now just fighting the Americans. And when the Americans pull out, they just they're they're still there. And that's what exactly what happened when the Americans pulled out within two, three weeks, you know, they just took Afghanistan right back. That was a couple of years ago. Yep. So so then um so what can I ask was a question now, there? Just yeah. off topic, I mean off of the today's topic, but um when the US pulled out of Afghanistan, like whatever that was, a yeah, year or two last ago. Year. Yeah, last year you said the the tal the Pakistani Taliban was just waiting at the border and just came in. There's there's many sections of the Taliban. There's those based in Afghanistan. The Taliban was essentially created by Pakistan. Sure. There's and, and this goes if you there's one movie that I'd recommend that your listeners watch, and it's one of the finest movies done by the Americans, and it stars Tom Hanks. It's called Charlie Wilson's War. Mm. Oh, yeah. um, yes. If you if you watch Charlie Wilson's War right at the end, so I remember you know reading articles about Charlie Wilson because I was early eighties. I was born in nineteen seventy five, and the Soviets. This all ended in uh, you know in the in the eighties. Uh, right at the end, the last scene of Charlie Wilson's War is because he's raised billions and billions for the Mujahideen with the Stinger missiles and all. And then he's like, "All right, guys, now the next phase of the plan is we're going to build schools. We're going to educate." And the Americans are like, hey, hey, whoa, 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 we're, we're done. Like, our job was to kick the Russians out. They're gone, and we're leaving. Yeah. And he was like, but you you can't leave. You can't just leave this this war-torn country with, like, these kids who have no education. They're, you know, they're going to run riot. And so the Americans left. Mm. And as a result, Oops. because at that time, Pakistan had the largest number of refugees in the world, over one million refugees in that particular area. And that's what gave rise 
to the Taliban. And that's so these were the, the Afghani refugees. Reporters. Once the Russian refugees also in, in, in Pakistan, in, in, in the tribal areas, mixed with Pakistani people, all you know, with extremist ideology, it became the Taliban, and then they just over they just took over Afghanistan, and they were running Afghanistan till then 9/11. They just, the Americans decided that Afghanistan was the target and entered the you know conflict. Yep. So so based on all of that, now throughout this, people. We're getting really sick of the govern, government. Like, what the hell is going on? First, we have these two political parties going at it with each other, corruption. Then we got this army general who started off nice, but went kind of crazy. Now, okay, we'll hold elections again, and it was the same people who were going to run for the elections. In the meantime, Imran Khan, his party's name is called the PTI. There's the Pakistan Tehreek-e which means the party for justice, put it that way. He started saying, the guys, look, enough is enough. We need to root out corruption completely. Like, we need a fresh start. And we need to govern ourselves. We don't necessarily need to listen to the U.S. We're smart enough to figure it out. We've got, we're, we're one of the, we have some of the youngest population in the world. The ratio of people who are between the ages of, I think, is it 13 and 21 is one of the highest in Pakistan worldwide. He says we have a vibrant youth. We can we have the natural resources. We can we can stand our own feet without help from the West. And obviously, we're already a nuclear powered, uh, a nuclear nation that happened in '98. So the threat of us being attacked, being a Muslim country, etc., is extremely minimal because we're heavily heavily armed with nuclear weapons, and they still to this day continue to develop them, which is an excellent thing. I fully support it. Anyway, so Imran Khan was like, okay, guys, you know, we, this is it, you know, let, let's change, you know, we, we want change, we want a revolution, we just, we're sick of it, no more. And the youth, not just the youth, the, 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 the adult population, the, everyone, they started rallying behind him saying, captain, you know, like, you're the captain, man, you're, you're the guy who won us the Cricket World Cup. If you can win us the Cricket World Cup, you can change Pakistan. <laughs> that was a kind of mentality, That's, right? I mean, it's a tough like, thing to win in the world. It's like, it's like Michael Jordan. Hey, you can fly, so just just run for president, and <laughs> you know, we, we'll we'll just walk you in, right? So the Jordan became president, right? So let, let, yeah. let's see how that would happen. Mm. Now, I've often joked with people because I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Rafael Nadal. Rafael is my idol. I, I've been uh, for, I'm, he's retiring I'm biggest, next year. I, I'm the the biggest Rafa fan. I'm gutted that he's not playing the French Open. But I tell people, and sometimes even in comedy, that okay, imagine what would happen if you took Rafael Nadal and made him the prime minister of fucking Spain, right? <laughs> it's it's not gonna work out, you know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everybody. I I, I do not know Enough. what I'm doing. I do not know what I'm doing. Everybody, everybody, and I play tennis. I play tennis. That's what's gonna happen because yeah. like you can't just take a famous sports person and just give them a job. In which they have no experience, and unfortunately, in Pakistan, that wasn't the case. I'm sure there are other countries where this has happened. I don't know. Maybe some interesting research for you guys on the side. But you can't just take someone who has no experience and says, "Hey, go run a country." Right? What? Hmm, anyway, so we have Arnold, Schwar- we have Arnold Schwarzenegger run a state <laughs> in California. Well, we also yeah, had yeah, Donald governor, Trump right? run our yeah. country. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, at least he was in business. <laughs> so, yeah. Sports so guys. So what happened was, so Imran Khan started running these rallies about about six, seven years ago, and they were huge. Some of the largest attended rallies in the history of the country. And it blew everyone away. Everyone, all of a sudden, was like, whoa, this guy means business. This is serious. We thought that he's just going to fizzle out. But if anything, he's become huge. And he became massive. He became massive. And everyone was just like, hey, they'd reached a point where they were like, look, anyone but the ruling, these couple of parties that have been governing Pakistan for the last 20 odd, 30 years. So they said, sorry, they said anyone except those guys. Mm-hmm. And that anyone was Imran Khan. And he was saying the right things. He's a great orator. If you ever hear him speak, he's from Oxford. You know? he, Speaks English phenomenally well. He's brushed up a lot on his Urdu. He's a very commanding presence. He's a tall guy. He's built. He's you know he's athletic. And yeah. even though he's in his seventies now, Playboy. when you when you when you see him, you're like, all right, this guy, you know, he has presence. You know, he's not a meek uh, kind of a individual. 
So he then, you know, went on a rampage with his rallies, became extremely popular. And before you know it, he became the prime minister of Pakistan. And it was rumored that the military at the time had brought him in. They had helped him to become the prime minister because they were also sick of the other ruling parties. Got it. It's, I mean, the military plays a huge role in Pakistani politics, whether they're outright controlling the country or not, they're always a significant player. Right. So he became prime minister for three, four years. And what happened was there was an economic downturn. Uh, that was just the way Pakistan was headed. It's not that he caused it. Pakistan was just going to be going down in decline. Whoever would have been at the reins would have been facing the same crisis, inflation, reliance on oil and imports and exports and all these, you know, these macroeconomic uh, sort of issues that every country faces. Anyway, it became big enough that the opposition parties then formed a coalition and they said that, look, he's driving the country into ruin. And what they essentially did was, like back to Michael's point in parliament, what they did was, so Imran, so over here, I think you need a majority of like 200 odd whatever seats in the parliament, which means you could form your own government or whatever. And he was well above that level. But what they essentially did was, these guys went and sort of, well, off the record, they kind of bought some politicians, and they were like, switch over to our side. And a lot of people did, you know, for whatever reason, whether it was money or personal motives, whatever. So they did, right? And all of a sudden, he sees his majority go to not, not no majority any longer. And they moved the confident, whatever, no confidence or like moved to kick him out. And the way that it works is the majority, they vote. And if you don't have enough votes, you get kicked out. And that's what happened to him. And they kicked him out. And it was the worst thing they could have done because they instantly created a martyr. Uh, had they not done it, his, uh, his term would have been up this year. And Pakistan is in the worst economic condition that we've ever been in the history of our country right now. Yeah. Had he just not, had these guys not done anything, all of this would have been blamed on him, and he probably would have been gone, you know, forever. But because they kicked him out, now he's like, all right, run the elections again, and let's see who wins. And it's clear that if elections are held, which by the Constitution, they're supposed to be held in November of this year. So he's saying, please hold the elections as by law, by the Constitution, which needs to be in November, hold the elections and let's see who wins. I can guarantee you right now, if there are elections tomorrow, this guy will, he'll sweep it. Like, yeah. there'll be a no contest. It'll be, you're talking 70, 80%. Like, just, you're just going to sweep it, you know, because he's a martyr. And people don't understand. They're uneducated over here. They don't understand that the, the economics of the whole thing. He wasn't a fantastic leader. He wasn't able to get the economy under control because he doesn't. He's a cricketer. <laughs> what? Yeah. And he, he also made some bad decisions during the government, which you know governments do. But you know the point is that we've not had a very qualified candidate in a very long time. Yeah. Anyway, so he was saying that okay, run the elections in November and let's see who wins. Now, because of that, the political parties are basically shitting themselves. They're, they're like, shit. If we have elections, this guy's going to win. <laughs> and he will. Whoops. And even the army, like the military, they're like, yeah, you know, we helped him, then we removed him. Uh, even when he was being removed, you know, they were showing it on TV over here that there were some last minute visits by the military and by certain influential people. And they were all just trying to hustle and try to figure it out and so on. But it was amazing that, you know, that's that's the way Pakistan's politics are run. Now, okay. before I take your question, just let me just wrap this up. Yeah. Let me just wrap this up. So, so now where we're at is he's saying hold the elections in November. What these guys tried to do recently was that, okay, there's some uh, charges of corruption against him. We don't know whether they are or not or whatever. That's a separate issue. But they wanted to arrest him so that he is not, not eligible to run for the elections because if he, he gets convicted or whatever, then, then he can't run the election. That was, and they are him. And, the whole tried down. It was absolute madness. I mean, I'm a, a, I am was literally there one night and I 
loaded up all my weapons. Uh, I have, you know, I mean, I, I like guns. Uh, not like fucking high school shooting <laughs> kind of shit, but I mean, I, I I'm, I'm right. armed. You gotta be. <laughs> You know, I have I have an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. I have a nine millimeter, and I was sitting there one night with my wife, and I was literally just putting the bullets in like full metal jackets, all loading up. The, I was like, because I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know if there's going to be this mass unrest that's going to break out. And the TV channels weren't showing anything because it was all about the ruling government. They are the ones who are running it, so you couldn't really get any information. And Twitter was down, YouTube was down, Facebook was down. So I was getting a lot of the information because I was using my VPN. Thank God for VPN. It was a, uh, and I was just, I was just, I was just, just, please don't shut the internet down. So yeah. they shut the mobile internet down, but not the actual internet. Okay, I can see you guys have a bunch of questions. I can see it from your faces. So no, we'll this go is along. fantastic. No, no, I, yeah, yeah. I just is... we first we we got to get to our sponsor. We're already halfway through the show. This is this is great. <laughs> This is brilliant uh, so far. I mean, you're clicking through. We don't even have to ask questions. You're answering yeah, yeah. everything we would ask just by without us. You're like a perfect guest. But we are part of the World's Smartest Podcast Network, Kaplan. That is us. That is the Majoring in Everything podcast with Andrea Jones-Roy. And that is the Political Orphanage with Andrew Heaton. These are all comedians who bring on people who give you information about different parts of the world, whether it's American politics. Whether it's data, what is data science, I guess, is what data Andrea science, does. Yes. We talk about the world outside of the U.S. Subscribe to all those shows at worldsmartestpodcastnetwork.com. And of course, go to patreon.com slash lost in America to sign up for our June 3rd talk off the record with uh, Anton Tamashenko in Kiev, Ukraine. And now a word from your local sponsor. All right, we're back. Thank you, sponsors. Okay. Thank you very much. So, All right. Can I can I say one thing before you guys of go? Of course. Ahead? Keep going. Okay, for the for the record, for the record, I personally I do not support Imran Khan or his government. I'm okay. I'm not I don't I don't support them. Now, does that mean I support the opposition? No, I don't. Unfortunately, I, I haven't found anyone who is capable enough to govern. A country like Pakistan, and I think that all these people they've made their mistakes, and you know they each have a different style of making mistakes. So <clears throat> I don't support Imran Khan. I can see what he's trying to do, or whatever, but I don't support his methodology. I don't support some of the things he said and some of the things he's done, especially <clears throat> after the unrest that's already happened. Uh, so I'm sort of you know staying away from uh, the political side. And historically, Love I have your been, AR-15. Yeah, no, historically, I've been, you know, uh, I've been uh, very uh, supportive of the military actually in Pakistan because well, a lot of our we come from a uh, military background. A lot of our family, my mother's sisters and uncles and all, they're, they're, they've served um, in in uh, the army. And my uncle, my mother's brother, he served in during the Kuwait invasion, the Kuwait War, Gulf War, oh, wow. the first Gulf War. So, so we have a lot of respect for the army as well. And historically, actually, statistically, when you look up. This health of Pakistan's economy, it's always been much better when the military is ruling. Militaries. That's, I mean, it's just sad. I mean, that's just the way it is. If you look at all the economic indicators, which is why it's so difficult sometimes, you know, to like, because, and I also, by the way, I do not endorse democracy. It's an American concept of a government. Oh, wow. It does I like not, this. It does, not, it does not apply to the rest of the world. It does not apply to someone. In Pakistan, you have so many people who are uneducated. You cannot expect them to make rational decisions. And democracy, it just it doesn't work. That's the American form of government. I mean, right? it doesn't really work here either. I don't, you could argue. Well, I, I, used to, I used to live in Singapore. They had a dictator for fucking 30 years who took that country from a swamp to one of the world's most developed uh, nations. They're not a democracy. You, know, you, need, you, need one, you need a leader. I believe in leadership. This is why that's, we needed Umar on the show before 300 episodes. This is why I was trying to get him on sleep because I love having just totally at least <laughs> takes I didn't expect. So yeah, sorry I cut you off. But what type of what type of leadership do you do you support? I, I understand what you're saying. Democracy I mean, uh, works for some places. Look, and not look I support, places. for example, I support I support old school leadership, like old school parenting. I believe if your kid misbehaves, fucking hit them. Enough oh, of no, this you and Wilson Vince, that's why. Enough of this woke bullshit always hurt their feelings and they're, fuck that. No, he missed him one across the face. You know, like, the, I used to get hit by a slipper with my mom. I mean, I haven't grown up with any, like, no, she disciplined me. She told me, hey, 
Don't put your elbows on the table. Once, twice, third time, bang. Then you realize, all right, we're not doing it, you see. My kids put their feet on the table. What do you do then? Just uh, just, just like a whip them? (laughs) What should we do? So so I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fan of the the darn liberal uh, approach. And even even in the U.S., every liberal can't say this, can't cancel this. (laughs) Fuck that shit. It's just... Like, I cannot get over it. Like, even, like, the whole, like, all the gender pronouns. And I'm just like, I, it makes. Is that an issue in Pakistan? The pronouns? Oh, but, you know, funnily enough, we've had transgenders. They're part of our history. They're part of our culture. We've accepted, we've accepted that shit, like, fucking 60, 70 years ago. They're just like Thailand, yeah. Of a, of a culture. It's just, I mean, you see them around and, and everyone just knows that this is it. No one sort of, you know, there, there's no issue about it. I don't know what's happening in the u.s or just generally in sports guys are competing in women's because mm. they've they've called themselves sheila or whatever like just is this it, happening it, cricket is there women's no. cricket but it's in ufc there is women's a women's cricket team but yeah so i i believe in leadership i think that's what my principles are a leader i want to follow a leader lee kuan yu was a leader he led sure. singapore from being in a swamp to being the one of the world's most developed countries. He was a leader. And in history, when you look at the, just world politics generally, a lot of the, when some of the main, I mean, obviously some of the worst catastrophes have been by leaders. I mean, look what happened in, in Germany. But then again, you also have uh, leaders who taken countries, you know, to the next level, you know, uh, not necessarily through democracy. I mean, America's had some excellent uh, presidents. Kennedy, I think, was one of them, and you guys killed him, right? So <laughs> it wasn't us. So, it's the CIA. Yeah, it wasn't me and Kevin. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, you've had you've had some good uh, presidents uh, in the past. My one of my personal favorites was Clinton. I liked him. Uh, yeah. Uh, as a president, I think he he, yeah. he did a fair bunch. I mean, he liked women. All right. So he was me, a playboy but... as well. Yeah. He liked yeah, women. So dude, even just... Con, I wonder if they ever hung out. In the, yeah, you know, my my only Islander. issue my only issue was that he was married, so he shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, fuck. If I was president and, and single, holy shit. So yeah, you like Kennedy. I'm noticing a theme: Kennedy and Clinton are <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> guy who's being Marilyn Monroe, and yeah, yeah. So no, it's it's I think it's it's about leadership and a leader who has you know uh, the confidence to make the right decisions to engage the world in a way where it's like hey you know this is who we are this is our identity this is where we need help this is what we can do for you and this is what we'd like in return as well and I think General Musharraf did a fantastic job the guy who took over when nine eleven was happening because the Americans him. came down yeah and he was like all right all right you guys need us but. Here's what we need from you as well. And that's how we went through. It was a real uptick in terms of uh, the economy and the finance. We started giving you a lot of money, right? At that point. Yeah, yeah. And we started, you know, our GDP. And generally things were looking up until obviously all the terrorism started. But that's a separate story entirely. So, so yeah, so leadership, that's my key takeaway. How do we get the leader, though? How do you you find the leader? And how do we make sure if they're bad, they leave? That's well, the that's problem. the problem in that's the problem in Pakistan. Once they come, everyone just wants to stay, you know. And the thing is that you know, it's not even in Pakistan. It's not even about waiting out. Okay, wait out the five year term, because they don't last five years. You know, every three four years something happens. They get kicked out. Someone new comes in, and then it's all a mess for three four years. There's this flux. Then they get kicked out. Someone else comes in, and they're all from the same families. It's like the father, yeah. then their son. And then the grandson, like the leading uh, minister, our foreign minister these days, is the grandson of Zulfikar Bhutto, who was hanged by the army in like 1975 or whatever. So there's that legacy, you know, that legacy. And that family's government's always been, they've done, you know, it's been awful. Same similarly with. The Sharif family. There's always I was gonna say the Sharif's in charge now, right? That's a legacy family. Same thing. Same thing. His daughter is now running it, and the same corruption charges are there. Houses in London, and there's always some who are the other. And yeah. people said Imran Khan was different, and he would never do that. But the fact of the matter is that there are uh, corruption cases against him, which is why they arrested him. That was the grounds for his arrest. Yeah. So yeah. why? So so you think he was arrested legitimately? Okay, now I think the manner of his arrest, I don't think they handled it particularly well. I mean, they went and grabbed him outside of court or something like that. 
But he is being charged. There's some money laundering case involving some properties and sale of properties and investments and just your typical cases that they are. And apparently, I don't know, I've heard that it was the British, the Brits who caught something initially, et cetera. And whatever it is now, I don't know whether it's right or wrong, if it's true or false, but I do know that there are charges against him and it runs into like the billions of rupees. I don't know, some, someone was throwing a figure of, I don't know, 150 million pounds or which is like what two, three hundred million US dollars. I mean, it's big money, yeah. right? Yeah. But once again, in Pakistan, that's nothing new. We're we're used to having our leaders in government like being accused of wide-scale corruption or bribes, etc. Now, the way to handle it is the judicial process. Take him to court, <clears throat> let him lawyer up. They get lawyers, he gets lawyers, present the evidence, you know, go through um Go through the, the the motions, and this is where I love the U.S. because in the U.S. to this day, anyone can become president, which was clear when Donald Trump became president. Anyone <laughs> yes. could, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but I don't know about is, a cricket no, player. I don't no, think we would have let him. That that in the U.S., if even today, say Joe Biden's walking down the street and he goes and you know just sort of gets angry and hits someone <laughs> just because he got pissed off or. That guy can actually, in your country, he can actually go file a case against your sitting president. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't get washed under the carpet. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be, in fact, it'd become a huge deal. Yeah, The media would pick up on it and, like, you know, John YZ is suing the president because he got hit and for whatever. And there'll be a proper trial and so on and so yeah. forth. And, okay, there have been times, O.J. Simpson, where, okay, you know, he gets away with something or whatever, but... <laughs> Okay, yeah. OJ for president to go back yeah, to your sports so, person. I'm, I'm just trying to throw the, throw the sporting references. In yeah, there. <laughs> we're hitting every sport on this episode. Yeah. Right. So, but, so why? Um, I from the the basic research we did, it seems like it's pretty important if you're going to lead the country to be aligned with the military, to be connected, yes. like have yeah. their support. Whereas in the yes. U.S. I mean, you just, if you become president, you just kind of are, I guess you become the commander in chief. Right, the military is less. But when they're running for president, they're not courting. No one's courting the military. Yeah, see, because, see, in in the U.S., your institutions remain as institutions. The army protects the country. That's their job. That's what they do. The Air Force protects it from air. The Navy protects it by the sea. Um, They have no say. And who's going to determine the economic policy or the state of the central bank interest rates? That's the job of the president and his financial advisors and so on. And in America, your government is filled with some of the smartest people who have they have top-notch education. You know, they're all from the Ivy Leagues. They've all worked at the horrific investment banks in New York. Yeah. They know how to make money. They know how to make money. They're from Goldman Sachs, so they know how to make. They know how to take a hundred dollars and make it five hundred dollars. This is the same thing they do with the economy. That this is what we're starting with. This is what we're going to turn it into. <clears throat> Forget how much we're borrowing because that doesn't matter. Just show jobs creation, show GDP growth, show everything. We're all fine. Let's keep in close contact with the NRA because they're the ones who are funding all of us. Let's keep in. Close contact with big pharma because they're the ones giving you the money. Let's keep in touch with all these big corporations because they're the ones who are funding everything. So it's 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 almost a collection of like these ten thousand individuals who's running a country of like three hundred million people, Um, and the public is just clueless about what's going on. I know this borders on conspiracy theories or whatever, but I do think true. I mean, but I do think that the U.S. government. I mean, there are some very very smart people who are running it, and they leave the institutions alone. So the you know the president cannot touch the judiciary. Like he cannot. He can appoint the maybe the Supreme Court judges and so on. But then again, if you look at the history, not every decision goes in favor of whichever separation of powers we have. Yeah, it's it's I mean it's 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 based on merit, you know. I mean, if you're wrong and there's evidence, there's very little you can do. Granted, okay, maybe the punishment may not be as severe if you're sort of Barack Obama or have some influence, but you still will get punished. And people will then fight about that. That well, shit, you know, Black Lives Matter. Why did this guy only get seven years? It should have been seventeen. There'll be a whole, but he's still been punished. Not enough. 
But I'm like, wow, at least this guy is being punished because over here, it's, there's, there's no concept of anyone being able to challenge anyone in court. So Imran Khan, when he got arrested, the Supreme Court stepped in and said that his arrest was illegal and that he's out for 14 days to answer the corruption charges against him. And four or five days ago, they surrounded his house. I think, Michael, yeah. you had mentioned that earlier. The police <clears throat> surrounded his house and, and like all the exits or whatever, the roads. And they were like, and he went live on TV with Al Jazeera, excellent news channel. And he was like, look, these guys are coming to arrest me again. I'm just letting you know, these guys are coming to arrest me again. And they're saying that there's like 30 terrorists, I'm harboring 30 terrorists in my house. He's like, I'm sitting, I'm telling you right now, please come have a look. Just come, bring your cameras in, search the premises. And if you find 30 terrorists, I'll hang myself. In. How about that? Mm. You know, he took it. I mean, it was the right thing to do because it was 30 terrorists. Bullshit. Yeah. Dude, I mean, like it's, it's ridiculous, right? And I was saying once again, I was like, oh my God, this is going to, everything's going to go upside down again. And I was getting ready, started stopping off on, on Google. <laughs> yeah, no, that, was, that was already ready. Make sure the, the bullets are loaded. <clears throat> that was already ready from the first time. <laughs> and uh, then thank God. cocked and loaded. Then thank God they, <laughs> Safety uh, decided that, yeah. they decided that, okay, we're not doing it. And they cleared it out. So now there's a period of uh, calm, but no one really knows what's, What's going to happen? Like, it's because the charges are still there. If he gets arrested, we've seen the unrest that can happen, which is madness. And look, you know, this mob mentality, they went and burned like police stations and some, they attacked some army installations. And there's a lot of conspiracy theory of that it was, you know, the army himself who were doing it just to blame him. Yeah, or, flag. Other, yeah, 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 or there were other people. Who knows? Who knows? You never yeah, know who's it's, rioting it's, anymore. Now exactly. they rioted against themselves to blame it on the exactly. other. Exactly. But say that. The, the fact of the matter is, there were thousands of people on the streets, burning cars and buses, and and you know everything was shut. And you know, and I and I hate being sort of in in, in a country where I mean you have to shut down the internet. I mean, fuck! I needed to update my Facebook status. <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, tweet. So, I, 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 need tell, I need to tell people I had a fucking cheeseburger. All right, like if yeah, I need to exactly. Tell that, it is my right that I should be able to tell everyone that. So, but anyway, on a, a podcast, you know, on, a, on a serious note, because of comedy masala, ninety nine ninety nine percent of my work is on Facebook through the marketing and yeah, um, the yeah. shows and every single thing, all the ticketing, etc. And I had sent the venue in advance, like all the information, saying, "Guys, look, this is where we're at right now." Please, if you don't hear from me in the next three, four days, it means I have no access to internet, but the show must go on. So here's the literally instructions as to what to do if they didn't wow. hear from me in the next 72 hours. Because I, I was convinced at one point that they were going to shut the internet. I was convinced. Yeah. <clears throat> and thank God it didn't, because I seriously don't know what I'd do without the internet. I am just so used to the internet, man. <laughs> it's like a basic. Well, it's, it's life. I think it. You know, like 20 or 10, 15 years ago with the Arab Spring, when they kind of shut down Twitter on everybody as, yeah. a, as a means to uh, <clears throat> that was the first I'd heard of them using the Internet as a tool to try to get rid of protests. Yeah. Iran's now, done it a few times. With it, now, yeah. but, you everyone know, is everyone works no, but on the Internet. Turner, so, Turner, so let, me, let me stop you there, man. I, I, yeah. I understand what you're saying. But on Twitter, you see, there were a lot of messages being posted saying hashtag Stand up for Pakistan. Hashtag justice for Pakistan. Hashtag shut down Pakistan. What the fuck, dude? Why do you want to shut down a country? What, like, why do you ever want to shut down a country? Yeah. You have a right to a peaceful protest. Do it. Do not shut a country down. Especially when you're in the middle of economic despair. You cannot incite violence. You can't do that. Man, your president, Trump, got kicked out of Facebook and Twitter because he incited violence with the capital yeah. riots. Yeah. He went and he was like, guys, fucking march. And, and you saw what happened. It was the first time in the history of the country that one of your institutions, Capitol Hill, some guy wearing fucking horns and shit <laughs> with dresses was and it? guns. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this? shaman. Well, because their leader had said attack. Right, right. You see? And I don't I don't blame those supporters. Because they're there. They're, hey, if Trump says attack. Agreed. They'll attack. Is Khan saying to tell people to protest, or this is just sort of organic? Okay, great question. Because he was asked this um, by Al Jazeera. He said that at no point did I say to my supporters to go uh, create havoc. He said, 
but what do you think is going to happen if you arrest me this way? He's like, do you not think there's going to be any reaction? Hmm. He's like, how can you think there will be no reaction? It's such a massive country. We have 230 million people here. Most of them are not educated. They're just mob mentality. And they have sometimes nothing better to do than to just go outside and start, who's doing what? We're throwing rocks. We're throwing rocks. Okay, fuck it. Where are we throwing rocks? We're throwing it in that direction. All right, are we saying anything? Yeah, just down with the military. All right, let's say down with the military. (laughs) You got rocks? I got rocks. All right, let's just, let's throw three of them. All right, what are we doing next? Lunch? All right, let's do do lunch. What are we doing after lunch? Oh, we're sitting in the gas station on fire. Hey, at least people are getting some air. Our kids are all on their iPads. They're not doing anything in America. Like we're we're getting lunch and then we're setting a gas station on fire. All right, great. Okay, stop, stop. Evening tea, evening tea. (laughs) Let's break. Let's let's reflect. Let's reflect. Okay, okay. Now let's do the candlelight, bitch. Let's get all the liberals out (laughs) with the candlelights. And let's do that. Let's do that. That'll look good. That'll look good on the media. It's just madness. Absolute madness. And then... And, you know, over here, you have thousands and thousands of daily wage people who literally leave their homes in the morning to try and find work for that day just so they can eat for that day. You know, poverty lines, is it's a real issue in a third world, you know, developing nation or whatever. People don't have anything to eat. And with the inflation, they don't have money to buy food. And you want to shut down a country. <laughs> and then, what, these people go hungry because you've decided that, you know, you're not happy with what's happening. It's it's. Uh, it's, it's such a such a mess. Well, I, I would also say shutting down the internet would now more than ever in history affect business. Yes. Twenty years ago, it's like oh, the people can't have fun on the internet, but now, like as no, no, you, no. you work on it, you work. Everyone needs the internet yeah. to work. Yeah, they. I mean, they estimated it was hundreds and hundreds of millions of uh, dollars and in, in lost revenue because yeah, I mean, you're cut off from the world. You're cut off from the world. I mean, what what can you do? The world today, any business today relies. On the internet, you rely on staying in touch with the rest of the world. And if you shut it down, of course, you're going to lose out on a lot of money. Plus, the thing is that you're going to create a real sense of panic because no one's going to know what the fuck's going on. you know. And it's almost like, oh, shit, is, is, is it the zombies? Or have they found zombies? Is that why they're not saying anything? Like, fuck, like, what's happening? And the minute people start getting paranoid, you know, paranoia can really fuel uh, irrational behavior. You know, it can really just set someone like, oh, my God, I, my worst nightmares are coming true and so on. I mean, if I'm there, like, I'm, I've been, edu- I was educated in UMass Amherst, man. I've been educated in the U.S. I've lived abroad most of my life. But if I can start getting all paranoid saying, what the fuck's happening? And I'm loading up my AR-15. I'm just like, is this it? Gonna- like, am I, am I, I mean, is this when the gun range training is going to come in handy? Like, wh- like, what am I looking at, you know? And I'm like, you could okay, be a huge community in America. Just post those pictures of the AR-15. The right, the red states. Yeah, right. the, the red state Pakistani comedian is a good yeah, coming for my guns here, and just post that picture, and then yeah. You know, so I found myself being really paranoid. They're like, okay, what's going to be? You know, is it my street next? Is in the main roads near my house that they're going to block off and burn tires and who knows what? Right. Anyway, I. I don't know if we're still on topic or not, but are we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> no, we yeah. are. Okay. I mean, one uh, of my questions was, do people get, because the idea of shutting down YouTube and Twitter and all the social media is to calm people. But I almost feel like, as you just said, that makes, nowadays, that makes people more agitated to not have yeah. access to all that. Yeah. It's well, you opposite. know what I mean? The thing is that, you know, there are images on circulating online of people being hit with sticks and all. That's because people are throwing stones at them. So, there has to be a response, you know? So it depends on how, you know, it's portrayed. It's very easy to manipulate. Unfortunately, it's very easy to manipulate social media these days. Like, you can only show very very easily one side of the story. Like, I could be out there and only showing a policeman hitting someone. Yeah. But if I showed the other side, where some guy with a knife trying to kill the guy, then, then all of a sudden it makes sense that, okay, he's literally defending himself. Or maybe mm-hmm. the guy has nothing. It's like, wow, he's literally just hitting him for no reason. Mm-hmm. So the big picture, you see, and this is just about the media, is like, how do you show it? Like in the U.S., you guys, your, your Fox News, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, if you want to live in Disneyland and be completely disconnected with the world, watch that channel because you're like, wow. like You, will you guys get Fox News already? <laughs> you will learn nothing. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I watch it every now and then just for kicks. It's so much fun sometimes. It is entertaining. 
It's, it is it's, it's ridiculous. And I just love the confidence that they have when they're talking shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, this happened. And I firmly believe it. I'm just like, wow, you're Oh, well, they also it. will have a serious discussion where everyone's getting angry because the M&M's color changed to, like, pink. That's no, right. Yeah, yeah. And they're, yeah. They're turning our boys into girls. Ah. <laughs> I think we did. Can we do a podcast about that? In fairness, probably. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have an? Yeah. Is there an equivalent no, of that in, though? In, in, your, in, your, in, your, in your podcast, if you ever want the angry political consultant, I'm happy to play that role. Fuck nice. everyone. Fuck these people. Fuck <laughs> yeah. these people. Nice we want your gun in the screen. Like, but a real, real gun. good media media news is Al Jazeera. They are very good. Though. Very, very good. They are good. Um, I read them. Yeah. Yeah, quite quite unbiased. Um, but you know, about, media is also a business. Yep. We we in our research we read that at one of the nicknames of Imran Khan is Taliban Khan. Mm. Have you really? heard that? <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. I didn't yeah, I, I couldn't find any more on that. I don't know in which publication you Did read he somehow it, but... associate with the Taliban. No, 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 not at all. No one he did a cricket. He did a cricket world. fundraiser for them years ago. He played a celebrity cricket game. He didn't realize it was them. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> it's like I don't thought they all had beards. Huh? Well, isn't but it, who is his? It has Beyonce, point. Who's his, didn't Beyonce do a show for uh, uh, for Cutter or, or who's the dictator? One of the Middle Eastern dictators who got taken down in the Arab Spring. Yeah, but they, you know, they did, they, they, I don't there remember so many of Mumbar. Oh, the original one. The guy who had like the 500 women. Oh, Gaddafi? Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Yeah, oh, she, she, played, she, she, she did she a did? private show for Gaddafi for a million dollars. And then later on, she she did, yeah. She, and oh, then wow. she later on was like, oh, I didn't know that guy was. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know. Oh, who I didn't know it was more on Gaddafi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the check, the check cleared. So what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. All right. Go ahead. Guys. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to ask, what was it? Oh, who is his, his base then? Is it, is it, is it uh, if it's not the Taliban, Khan? Is it like younger people? <laughs> is yes, it like who yes. are the people protesting? I guess what I'm trying to say. Is you know, mostly- that's that's what I'm saying. It everyone initially thought it was only the youth, and that's what it was. These youth, the people with their smartphones and very social media savvy, and so on and so forth. It's amazing in Pakistan. You have uneducated people, but they will know how to use Twitter and TikTok and YouTube and Facebook. It's amazing how they just figure it out. Um, it used to be the youth, but now it isn't, man. It is your house, your housewives, businessmen. There are, um, you know, older the older generation, younger generation, because it's it's just about it's a reflection of how sick of things people are. They're just so mm. sick of whatever is happening. You know, the currency. Like when I used to do shows in Pakistan with comedy masala, I'd fly in the international comedians there. I flew in Alonzo Bowling to Pakistan, Tom Carter, Will Sylvins, these kind of guys. At that time, the exchange rate the, was 103 rupees to one US dollar. Now the exchange rate is almost 300 rupees to one US dollar. Jeez. That's just like two and a half, three years ago. I can't even, I, the, my, I simply can't afford to bring these comedians back. And over here, they, they will have an audience of thousands waiting for them. But just because of the currency issues, we can't do it. So, so everyone, he has a huge base of uh, support, not me, but massive. And if there are elections held, yeah, he will win it convincingly. Not even when I'm saying convincingly, it'll be yeah. a no-brainer. It'll just be a no-brainer. So what are the and, chances, I guess to wrap this up, what are the chances of an election happening in the future? Oof, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's supposed to happen by November. I think that's the date that's floating around because I think anything after that becomes I'm not I'm not clear on the, the way the constitution works but but there is a timeline for it and to do that the first step is I think that the government I think the prime minister or whatever has to dissolve the existing assemblies etc and then there's a three-month break and then there are elections held and then the new whatever government I mean, he needs the economy um, to approve right that's the goal because right now inflation I mean, is like well, 48 the economy yeah. is shit. So whoever takes over in November is going to inherit like the worst economy ever. So that's that's just a challenge right there. But, if, you know, but the thing is, in the politics, no one gives a fuck about that, unfortunately. They just want to be in power. Because if you're in power, the likelihood of you getting your own sort of, you know, um, benefits, that's what people do, unfortunately. And that's exactly what people are sick of. And that's his promise that he wants to 
root out, you know, he wants to root out this corruption and this all this mishandling of the country, etc. So it's an outsider, even though he was it's, he it's, was the prime minister, he still seems. Yeah, to I think I think <laughs> the next we're in what we're at the end, close to the end of May. I think the next two months are going to be very critical. Uh, I think mass violence and unrest will happen if they arrest him again, for sure. Uh, we've already seen what happened once. Um, and then, you know, just based on the fact that you need to have elections by the end of the year, how does it all work? And the thing is, I was, I was telling my wife the other day that even if, you know, they arrested him or, God forbid, someone assassinated him, which would be a disaster, like even if something happened to Imran Khan, whoever is his second in command will then surely just win everything, if not 70%, that would be 100% victory because now all of a sudden you know you've got the martyr like like hey you know so that's also the worst thing that you could do the worst thing that you could do is to not let him run the elections because then his party will still win you know yeah. fine you know i mean the leader is not there but then the party Did still the party still exists right so the movie they arrested all of them him. they arrested all of his his senior they, they, they arrested members of his cabinet right and they arrested yeah, yeah everyone everyone all his senior leaders that's what happens in parks on one guy gets arrested but there's like an intern or someone style. still on the party who's going to take over if they. They <laughs> all spend. If you need to be a politician in Pakistan, they've all spent time in jail. These are very comfortable jails. This is not like you know <laughs> you're sleeping on the floor or anything. You have you know TV and food. You got internet there. Yeah. Nice. So you know these are political prisons, but it's still it's can it's they, a mess, man. It's a mess. Uh, only Allah runs. Uh, Pakistan. Can they play cricket in Allah these prisons? Runs. Well, we're gonna have to check back in. Yeah. Uh, later in the year, this has been fantastic. Did I miss a question? Sorry, Cap. No, I was asking if they played cricket in these prisons, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> All but, right. Uh, yeah. I think we'll that's it. Uh, Umar, thank you so much for doing this. We're going to have to check. We'll we'll keep tabs on this story. And as it develops, yeah, we yeah. might have you back on later in the year. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and I, I apologize. I won't. Next time we have you on, I won't wear. This was totally unintentional, but I'm wearing, a, I realize, a, Ra- a Roger Federer shirt. Right Roger Federer shirt. You're a huge <laughs> doll fan. It was a random thing I'm wearing today. So I see the RF in the reflection. So yeah. Thank sorry you about that. for doing it, Umar Rana. Right. Everybody check out. If you're in Singapore, if you get to Singapore, if you go to vacation on Singapore, Please definitely go to Comedy Masala. You're going to love it. Uh, it's great shows every single week. It's the hottest show in Asia. It's the hottest stand-up comedy show. Kaplan, that's it. Thanks, Umar Cap. from... Uh, uh, what should we do? <laughs> My, whatever. Get lost. Hey, get lost, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>